Karen thinks I'm hacking the airplane, says she's a security expert. So I'm a web developer, and in the course of my work, I use the command line, aka terminal, quite a bit. The other day, I was catching a flight to see some friends. I wanted to knock out some of my work a bit early, so I decided I'm going to get some work done on my flight. I get through the airport and on the plane. Up until now, things are business as usual. I get on the flight and the plane reaches 30,000 feet and I throw open my laptop to get some work done. I'm typing away when someone taps on my shoulder, an older lady who is apparently going to the bathroom. She asks me, excuse me, what are you doing? I'm working. Of course, this isn't a good enough answer for Karen. So she says, no, what is that on your screen? As she points to my terminal window, which leads me to respond, my work, ma'am, can you please let me get back to it? She walks off and I think she's just some curious lady, whatever, so I get back to work. As I'm working, I can hear the lady come up to a flight attendant and start talking. I don't really listen in, but one sentence raises my eyebrows. I think that man over there is hacking the plane. Jesus Christ. And shortly enough, a flight attendant comes up and asks what I'm doing. I politely explain my line of work, the tool I'm currently using, and just some quick facts about what I do. You know, cocktail party stuff. The flight attendant understands and leaves me alone to continue my work. Apparently, she then explains to Karen that I am doing nothing wrong. Karen then proceeds to walk to the back of the airplane and get the attention of the rear flight attendant. While I was not privy to this conversation, Karen apparently claimed that she was a security expert and that she knew certifiably that I was indeed trying to take remote control of the aircraft. The second flight attendant comes, this time much more worried, with Karen in tow and asks what I am doing. I am trying to explain again. Karen jumps in and tries to explain for me. We argue for a hot second, and then I'm like, screw it, and I ask her, if you are such an expert, please break down for the flight attendant what exactly it is that I'm doing. The conversation ends up going like this. Well, he is clearly hacking the aircraft. Okay, great, but what exactly am I doing? Hacking is pretty vague. If you're such an expert, you should have a good idea of what I'm doing. Well, I'm a manager. I'm not in the weeds like my engineers are. Then let me ask you again. If you're a manager that isn't technical, then how are you able to discern what exactly it is that I'm doing since you said yourself you don't know the details? Karen is speechless after I say this, which leads the flight attendant to saying, ma'am, will you please go back to your seat? Karen ends up walking back to her seat and the story ends there. Later, when the drink service was going on, the flight attendants forgot to charge me for some drinks. Whoopsie. One thing I will say that always blows my mind when it comes to these Karens is the amount of confidence they have when it comes to their entitlement. They 100% believe they are in the right when they start their tirades. And if you're lucky, every once in a while, they realize that they can be wrong. Which I guess is everyone's favorite part of these stories. Am I the jerk? I stole $50 from an old lady I don't even know. I kind of feel like with the title alone, people already call me a jerk, and that's okay. But I kind of want to give you the whole story of what led me to this situation. I should clarify that I'm not some random person that just goes around looking for some old ladies to steal money from, like some kind of scam artist. This all started when I was hoping to be having a good day that ended up turning into me taking a bunch of L's. I had been working on a project for the last week that I was excited for people to check out and I showcased it on this day. Now I know it's not best to get your hopes up for these types of things, but I was at least expecting some type of praise. Sadly, it seems like it fell flat on its face. Any artist can tell you about the feeling of working on something you are proud of and no one noticing it. 
This feeling ultimately made me contemplate if I should even be in this current field that I'm wanting to work in. While I was thinking about all that, my family told me that workers were going to be coming to our house and that everything needs to be cleaned and put away. Mind you, my family kind of uses our upstairs areas as storage for things that we don't want downstairs. So trying to find a place for everything that just gets thrown at you isn't the easiest thing to do. What makes it worse is that I already had plans to work on other projects this day, so this sudden cleaning fest wasn't my favorite thing. As I'm cleaning, I get a message from a friend telling me that they sent me something, but it is stuck at the post office office and if I don't go get it, they will send it back. Now I enjoy getting surprise things from friends in the mail, but I hate having to go to the post office to pick stuff up. To anyone asking, why don't you have your friends send this stuff to your house? I use a PO box for safety reasons and to make sure stuff doesn't get stolen. So I hop in my car and head to the post office one hour before they're closing. I don't think this is going to be a problem because most of the time the post office just leaves a key in my box and I use it to gather whatever packages have been sent to me. But of course, that's not what happened this time around. What I find in my P.O. box is a red stick that just says parcel pickup and some other person's junk mail, which I get all the time and return this to the post office. Now it's only an hour left before closing and the parcel pickup line is almost out the door, but my friend really wants me to get this package. So I decide to wait and of course, it takes the whole hour to the point where the guy working the parcel area literally tells us, Yo, I'm closing in 15 minutes and I won't be able to get to everyone in line, so you'll have to come back tomorrow. I've already waited an hour, so I decided to stick it out. Literally two minutes before closing, the guy helps me out. He looks at my P.O. box number and heads to the back. At this point, I'm a bit relieved because I didn't waste a full hour waiting for this package. Dude comes back and says, Hey, I got nothing under that P.O. box number. I'm just like, bruh. I tell him that it shows that I have a package waiting, and then he asks, Do you got a tracking number? And I tell him, yeah, I got one. Then the dude hits me with, okay, bring that back tomorrow and I can help you out. And then he just turns around and leaves. I walk out of the post office pretty upset at this point because I just wasted what would end up being two hours waiting at the post office and sitting in rush hour traffic. When I finally got home, I say screw this day. And although we still had some cleaning to do, I just went to lay down. As I'm about to fall into what I'm hoping to be a great little nap, I get a phone call from my brother asking me something about our phone bill. After the call, I try to go back to sleep for the next 30 minutes, but nothing happens and I feel like I'm just wasting my day. I try to force myself to work on projects, but I'm not feeling it creatively after the day I've had. So it just results in me cleaning up the house. This is where the little old lady comes into play. Remember how I mentioned that I had junk mail in my P.O. box? Well, I realized that I had brought it home with me. Since the dude at the P.O. box turned his back on me, I didn't have the chance to give him the junk mail. So when I realized this, I just look at it and rip it in half like any other sane person would because it's going to end up in the trash anyways. As I throw it in my trash can, I notice the inside of the mail has layers of green. I instantly realize it wasn't junk mail and it was an actual piece of mail that contained money. $50 to be exact. And at this point, I start thinking all kinds of things. First one being that I'm stupid for just ripping $50 in half. But then I remember seeing a video about being able to get ripped money fixed at the bank. So I wasn't worried about that. But now I'm thinking that I just took money that was intended for someone else. One half of me is saying, you had a pretty bad day. Maybe you should just keep it. The other half is like, you don't want to be that person. This money isn't for you. I ended up asking a group chat of friends what I should do, and they all said that I should keep the money. I let them know that I feel bad, because what if this is some little old lady's money? 
Because let's be real, who sends money through the mail anymore? By the way, this money was covered by a piece of crossword puzzle. That's an old school mail trick for you young peeps. My friends say to just do a good deed and call it even. You were going to throw it away anyways, you would have both lost. At this point, I kind of decide that I'm going to keep it, but it's still eating away at me. So I use the power of Google to search up the name and address online. And to my surprise, it brought up a name very quickly and even the person's age. That's when I found out this person was a little old lady in her 80s, if the information I found was true. Now I just feel bad because who steals from little old ladies? What if this money was for her granddaughter or something? But then I asked the counter question, what if this little old lady sucks? What if she was like a racist or something? Should I really care about taking $50 from her at this point? Either way, as I type this on Reddit, the $50 is sitting on my desk, torn in half. So I ask you, am I the jerk? Bro, I can relate to this story a lot. At first, I did think this person was going to be a jerk for stealing from a little old lady, but then after hearing the story, I still don't think it's right, but it's not like they know the person and they brought up a decent little point at the end. What if that person was terrible? Should they really feel bad? I don't know. I do think if I found out someone was stealing from my grandma, I would be a little upset. But at the same time, people probably shouldn't be sending money through the mail nowadays. Anyways, let me know what you think in the comments. Am I the jerk for outsmarting my company's lunch break policy? I worked in a very strict healthcare company. Rules have to be so strict regarding privacy, practices, etc. My job wasn't patient-based, more lab work and analysis. This was unpaid, by the way, but I still had to sign a contract. I left work early and took extra time during lunch as I was very little work to do some days as there were delays in training and a lot of shadowing. They even took months to find me a computer to sit at. One day they called me in as a warning for time management issues. They said very adamantly that lunch was 30 minutes and that you can take a 15 minute break before and after. I said I took hour long lunches instead of my two 15 minute breaks to be more available to people, but that didn't fly. Line up the malicious compliance. I made sure that I would take my 15 minute breaks 20 minutes before my lunch, meaning I would be wandering up the stairs. By the time I got to my desk, logged back in, checked my work, it was time for lunch, and I would be evacuating from the building. I'd also take my 15 minute breaks at peak shadow time if nothing was scheduled. So where normally someone would come up to me and ask if I was okay with training on the fly, I wouldn't be there. And as if it wasn't scheduled, I was doing nothing wrong as long as I stuck to my 15 minutes. I also made sure to screenshot times I logged in and the times I logged out to show that I was complying to their rules. I got called up and told that multiple people tried to find me over many occasions and that I was skeeving off work. And I've gotten worse since the last time I got a warning over my long lunches. I showed her my screenshots and she couldn't say anything, but she was clearly not impressed. Cue malicious compliance because I didn't really like her. I found out one of my office buddies would enter and leave the building more than three times than you're supposed to. So I asked not to report him, just curious. He said that he smokes. So I say that you should surely be able to smoke three times within your breaks, right? He told me as long as it's not more than 10 minutes and it's not on the grounds, no smoking policy, then it's fine. Oh boy, did he just give me gold. I'm no smoker, but I know my manager would find any way to clap back. I bought cigarettes and the next day pretty much had the whole day off through 10 minutes on and off smoke breaks. I'd mostly hold it in my hands but took pictures for everyone and logged in as a smoke break on my self-made timesheet. The day after, I got called in saying I'm at this point disrespectful. 
I showed her all my evidence and said that if smokers are allowed out whenever, I guess I'm taking up smoking. She had to get her manager involved, and he asked where this stemmed from as I've been a nuisance recently. I told him that my time management didn't fall in line with the contracts, now it does. I told him honestly that I work hard and I'm actually taking less time during my lunch than I would if I took my two breaks. And also, if I'm done with my work and there's no more and I'm not getting paid for it, then I should be able to leave 15 minutes or so to catch the bus, etc. He said there's not much he can do, so I said there's not much I can do. I made sure that I wasn't wasting coworkers' time anymore and I got on with my job, but during stretches of no work, Work or just periods where I wanted a timeout, I walked out with a cigarette in hand ready to waste my day. I won't be working there again. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The more I read malicious compliance stories, the more I realize that I'm similar to a lot of people. I hate stupid rules like this. The mandatory two 15-minute breaks and a 30-minute lunch schedule is so dumb. In my opinion, it causes more trouble than it's worth, especially since you have to make sure there's coverage for certain jobs. I like this OP's mindset because I did something similar when I found out at my old job that smokers basically had unlimited breaks. I asked my manager why that was allowed, and they said something along the lines of they can't help but needing a smoke. So I started taking extra breaks to use my phone because I couldn't help but check it every so often. As you might think, management didn't like that too much. Vegan Karen hates that I brought barbecue to a cookout. So a while ago, I offered to pay for a friend's kid's college, which is a whole different story. Today, I'm just going to focus on the barbecue that she got invited to for being accepted to a first-rate college just to stay away. My fiancé got the call that we were also invited to get to know the teachers, other students, and board members while enjoying some good weather and food. I asked what they wanted us to bring, and they said anything. It's important that she said anything. So the day arrives, and I pack my car with my grill, 35 pounds of venison, 10 pounds of moose and 20 pounds of ground beef. Hunting season last year was good to me. We arrive and it's a nice day. Blue skies with little white clouds. No booze, but we were here for the students, not to get smashed. I started grilling a burger for my adopted daughter and fiance as my college student goes and mingles. Not five minutes into grilling, there is a line of people making orders and chowing down on juicy venison steaks and spicy moose kebabs. That's when Karen walks in. And oh boy, I thought the overtop vegan was just a meme. What the hell is this? This is a grill, ma'am. Would you like something? Why did you bring blood food into our house? I was told that I could. Over the phone, my fiancé told me that this was a potluck style. I had a bunch of meat left over from Easter, so I thought, hey, good time to use it. Well, you can't bring it. Uh, it's already been brought, ma'am. Well, this is my house, and I say you can't. 
I thought this was the dean's house. It is. I'm his wife. The dean who was right behind me grabs his second burger and says, No, you're not. Please quiet down, Miss Blah Blah. We've been more than accommodating for you and your son. I could see the wheels turning in her head on how to win this. I put my knee up to the table with the cooked meat, and sure enough, she goes for it. My tragic misreading of intent will haunt me to the day I die. She didn't push the table. She cleared it, pushing all the readied food to the ground. I'm about to forget all the anger management that I've learned, and I'm going to say something really stupid. But my fiancé intervenes and grabs a kebab and says... It's still good, better than any tofu anyway. I was able to calm down and pick up everything that had fell, while the dean and the board had a screaming match with Karen that I couldn't hear. Bruh. If I was the son of this lady, I would have changed schools because that is super embarrassing. Can you imagine going to school now knowing that you're the kid of the crazy vegan mom that ruins parties? I'm all for people being meat free, but don't go around preaching your beliefs on other people. That's it for today's video. If you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content, hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications. If you want to finish listening to all those stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music, check out the Cream of the Crop music by searching Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you choose. Remember, it's free.